Hey, what's up, Bring the Juice Nation? Cody Felger here. So, so thankful for each and every one of you this year. I hope you guys have a very Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. Hope you guys can stay safe out there. Uh, continue to watch our Colts, hopefully root for them all the way to the Super Bowl. That would be awesome. But 2020 has been really good to us, and you guys have been really, really good to us. And we just wanted to say thank you for that. And hopefully 2021 can be even better for our channel. But just wanted to take a quick moment and say thank you guys and hope you guys have a happy holidays. What is up, Colts Nation? It's your boy, Michael B. Just wanted to wish you guys a very Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. Uh, I know what I've asked for. I asked Santa to give me a Steelers loss. Uh, and so we're going to hope and see that we get it. Love you guys. How's it going, Colts Nation? Andrew Thomason here. Wanted to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas. Please enjoy the day with your family and loved ones. Have a happy and safe New Year as well. And take care. Hey, what's up, Colts Nation? Just here to wish you all a Merry Christmas. Coast Nation, it's your boy Mike Hill, Coach Capital Underscore, Fitty Rap, however you know me, part of the Bring the Juice podcast team. I just wanted to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Hope everybody enjoys the time they spend with their family. You know, stay safe, stay blessed. Appreciate it. Merry Christmas to you. Down the handoff to Marlon Mack, huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10, he's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. Leonard with a second INT, and he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40, he's at the 30, he's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six. What's up, Colts Nation? Welcome back to the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and a happy new year to all of our listeners. So thankful for you guys. Hope you guys are having a great holiday season for Derek and myself. We're so happy that you guys chose to tune into this second edition of the Indianapolis Colts Bring the Juice podcast Christmas special. Derek, man, it's Christmas time. How are you feeling? The Colts are winning. The Colts are in playoff position. Play a big game on Sunday. What would be the biggest present? I think for me, the biggest present would be an Indianapolis Colts victory on Sunday. What about you, my man? Well, as you can all see, I'm not as festive to this evening as Cody is. Right. I mean, the guy is just all decked out right now, so I apologize for slacking. But, yeah, man, the absolute <laughs> best Christmas present would be to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. That would be yes. phenomenal, be able to put ourselves in great position for the playoff spot. It actually is said that if the Colts can clinch a playoff spot, if we beat Pittsburgh and either the Ravens or the Dolphins lose on Sunday. So there's a possibility, yeah. you know, the Dolphins could lose to the Raiders this upcoming weekend. It is a possibility. So, you know, it, it I, I'm it I'm is. excited for that one, and you're right. That that would be the ultimate Christmas gift there. 
It really would be. Yeah. I would love for, for some of those teams to give us Colts fans an early Christmas present there, I guess a late Christmas present at that point, but that would be certainly awesome. Well, speaking of presents, Derek, before we kind of get into this episode, it's a pretty loaded episode. We got a lot of cool stuff. We're going to, you know, do a segment we did last year, bring that back. And we're also going to do a couple giveaways as well. Before we do that, Derek, because we did this special last year. Obviously, we're running into 1,000 subscribers, so we have a lot more new faces here for the second annual special. I'm curious for you, talking about this whole idea of you know traditions and presents and all that kind of stuff, what are some pr- traditions that you and your family have done over the years that you really have come to enjoy? Well, I mean, there's not a whole lot of traditions on my side of the family. As I said last year, uh, most of the time it involves my mother's side of the family and our family getting together, get, uh, having a get together at either their house or ours. So that's always fun. Always love to see that side of the family every now and again. And I think the only thing that I consistently do every year is I think ever since I was like 10 years old, I used to be the one that wakes up at like 6 a.m. in the morning on Christmas day and organizes presents. So it'll be like the debt. It'll be the dead of morning no light outside yet. I have a flashlight or my phone going and I'm looking at all the presents trying to organize where all this crap's going to go. So I don't know why that's just always something I've enjoyed doing. And it's something that I occasionally do. I don't know if I'll do that this year or not. Cause dude, I, I freaking waking up at 6am on Christmas doesn't sound fun anymore. So right. <laughs> I think, I think I might avoid that this year. Uh, ever since my parents got a new house, it's not as easy to do that now. But yeah, that's pretty much it for me, man, when it comes to the traditions. Also, before I let you get into your traditions, I know we're going to do some of the giveaways here today. We have some of those names. I put out on Twitter earlier today that when we hit 5,000 subscribers, and it's knocking right on the door, ladies and gentlemen, it's right there. We're less than 300 subscribers away from doing so as of this moment. If we hit 500 or 5,000 subscribers, I said that we should give away a Colts jersey. I don't know who I'm going to get yet, but I'm going to give away a jersey. We're going to give away a jersey to one of our lucky listeners. We'll see if we can maybe get it autographed. Maybe there's some way we can get that to happen. Maybe uh, maybe one of the Colts players will uh, feel a little bit of late Christmas spirit and try to help somebody out, try to help us out, make somebody happy. But um, yeah, so that's going to be another giveaway that we'll do at some point later on when we hit 5K. But what's some traditions, man, that you have with your family? Yeah, um, so we did a couple already. Uh, first off, we always go and see the Christmas lights. Like there's always Christmas lights about a, about an hour away from where we're at that we really go see about every single year. And it's always a good time. We just went this past week. Um, unfortunately, we weren't able to have on my mom's side of the family, we weren't able to have Christmas together because my grandpa just had surgery. And so we just didn't want to get, you know, potentially risk that or whatever. Uh, but, you know, we also make Christmas cookies. So that's always fun. We've done that. We already did that a little bit. We just, you know, we design them and all that, all that fun stuff. Um, and now, yeah, on Christmas morning, this has happened ever since I was a kid. We'll wake up and have Christmas together. We'll have like a breakfast together and then we'll go do presents together. That's always been such a fun thing that we do. Um, and then, then this next, uh, I guess next Sunday, we will, uh, or this coming Sunday, we will meet with my dad's side of the family. Uh, we all live within a few miles of each other. So it's like we're right there. So, uh, but those are some of my Christmas traditions. And I guess, Derek, 
Also, in addition to that, what is your favorite Colts-related present that you have ever received? Man, I have to go back to Christmas of last year. My aunt and uncle got me a Colts ornament that is a basically a blimp. It's Colts blimp. It's from a guy that had his own private collection, and they were just happened to be looking around, and they saw this Colts ornament wrapped up, and they were like, "Oh, let's let's give that to him." You know, I've had I've had a couple jerseys and yeah. a couple other things Colts related, but you know that Colts ornament I think is one of the one of the coolest things that I've gotten because it's a it's an actual collector's item. So um, I think yeah. that's probably the coolest thing I've ever gotten. That's really cool. Mine's not an actual like thing. It's a memory that I had. So this was dating all the way back a few years ago. And gosh, now they say a few years ago, it was about eight years ago, Andrew <laughs> Lux rookie year. Um, so at that point, the Colts, this was like the last game of the season. So right around this time, the Colts were going to play the Texans at home, right? And the Texans had won the division at that point, but the Colts still were had a similar record to them. And so we got for Christmas, basically what it was, was like, my parents uh, got us all tickets to the game and we were going with other friends um, as well. And so we all got to go together. It was an awesome game. The Colts won in pretty dominating fashion. And I always remember this name because of that game, Deji Kareem. I don't even know if you remember that name. He wasn't I think on the I Colts do. very long. I remember because he returned a kick for a touchdown in that game. And also Vontae Davis had like two interceptions. The Colts thoroughly dominated the Texans in that game. And so, I always remember that. And then after the fact, we actually went to like a water park in Indianapolis. I don't think it's there anymore, uh, but we went there and just kind of relaxed for a few days. So that was definitely one of my favorite memories. Um, favorite Christmas gift for sure. Yeah, like you said, I've gotten a couple jerseys. Last year I got the Darius Leonard jersey, which I'm wearing right now. It's hard to see it, but yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh, that That's so cool. I would it's love to funny. hear it's yeah, funny that you mention. It's funny that you mention like Christmas games because I, I, it's, I'm in the same boat as you. This is probably like ten years ago that uh, it was the year before Andrew Luck became a Colt. Right? It was that yeah. season where the Colts went what was it two and fourteen and got the number one overall pick. My yep. parents got me uh, got tickets for our family to go to the uh, the last home game against the Titans. And I specifically remember that game because we we're very close to the front and we we're actually at midfield too. And ironically, I don't think tickets were that pricey that year for that, for that, for obvious reasons. But the, I specifically remember that game because Donald Brown broke a, the game winning uh, touchdown with about a minute 37 left and the Colts ended up winning the game. So as we yeah. could tell, the Colts didn't need Andrew Luck to beat the Titans. They just continue to do that anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, but yeah, that gifts. was, that was really fun, dude. That was really a lot of freaking fun. We actually had a picture that my mom still has, I think of somebody took a picture of us as a family. And there was a camera guy on the, on the floor or on the field behind us and he posed in the picture with us as we're taking the picture i'm like oh my gosh it was, it was a really good day that's awesome those are so those are so much fun man those are so, oh, yeah. such great memories that'll last forever that's awesome dude yeah it, it, before we move on to our next segment i'd love to like for our listeners to like comment some of your favorite traditions or favorite colts gifts you've ever received that would be awesome but transitioning now derek to 
the next segment. So we did this last year. We actually kind of forgot what we were doing, what we did last year. So I had to re-listen to it. We did this whole segment called Naughty or Nice. So essentially what we did is we took all the unrestricted free agents, all the free agents, all the people who are going to potentially not be in a Colts uniform this next season, their contract contract has expired. Um, and we're going to basically say, do we think they're naughty, which means they don't deserve uh, you know, a contract extension, they get Cole, or are they nice where they get an extension with Indianapolis? And so we're going to start with the offense. We'll start, we'll talk about the defense a little bit as well. Um, some of these guys obviously are more special teams guys, but I still put them on the list because we all, if you've listened to this podcast, we've probably talked about them at one point or another in the podcast. So We'll start first with the offense. The first obvious name is Phillip Rivers. Signed a one-year, $25 million deal in the offseason. Has played really, really good football as of recent. Uh, almost to 4,000 yards, 22 touchdowns, only to nine interceptions. Has looked really, really good, especially recently, Derek. So if you were having to choose between bringing Rivers back, being nice, or putting him on the naughty list, where would you stand here with Phillip Rivers? Now, again, I want to remind people, this does not mean we think they are going to get an extension. We're just talking from the standpoint of whether or not we believe they're actually going to get an extension. And I mean, Cody, I think you're in agreement with me on here. I got to put him on the nice list here. He definitely deserves a, another chance with Indianapolis. He has shown that after the first half of the season and getting through some of the kinks in this offense, he's shown that he's more than capable of keeping this offense afloat. And he definitely adds another element that we don't currently have on the roster. Now, what do the Colts do with the cut with the quarterback situation and the draft? We don't know. We're, we're going to have a lot of discussions about that in the off season, but from yeah. what it stands right now, it's definitely a easy decision to say that Phillip rivers deserves an extension for at least another year. And hopefully we get him on a good friendly deal I would love to see Philip Rivers, at least even if he's not starting the whole way, would love to see him back in an indie uniform. Yeah, I think he's definitely earned that contract. I would agree with you there. I would undoubtedly probably one of the the more more yeses, definite yeses for me on this list. Definitely would bring him back. All right, let's talk about the other quarterback on this list, Jacoby Brissett. Now the Colts have used him a little bit more than we thought they might. They've used him a lot in short yardage situations. And Frank Reich recently has actually talked about potentially you know, bringing him back. Like, and that's something we did never would have thought, but I'm curious what your thoughts are, Derek, on potentially bringing Jacoby Brissett back for another year with the Colts. It, it's weird how that situation is, right? It really is weird because, you know, all, all the beginning of the season, we all said Jacoby Brissett's probably going to want to go somewhere else. Right. Or we don't really want right. to give him the kind of money that he wants to, you know, be around and, you know, he definitely deserves an extension of some kind to be with Indy. I'm not going to sit here and say that I don't think he deserves it and he shouldn't be on the naughty list because what he doesn't provide on the field as much he provides off the field when you're talking about a locker room presence and a guy that's on the sidelines being that that cheerleader alongside Darius Leonard, he is that guy, right? He provides right. that passion and that leadership and that just overall morale in the locker room. And, you know, that's just the kind of guy that he is. And, you know, for, 
for taking it like a champ too. Taking what happened this year with his starting spot being taken away from him by Phillip Rivers and taking it like a champ. Just saying, okay, I get it. It sucks that it happened, but I'm going to do what I need to do to help this team win. And if that means coming in for a few plays throughout the game to help with some third downs or fourth downs, or whether that's me just celebrating with my guys on the lock in the locker room and on the sideline, then that's what I'm going to do. And I love that about him. Obviously, the Colts are not going to give him $10 million next year to play right. backup quarterback. So I think that if you if he's willing to stick around, I don't know if he's going to or not, but if he's willing to stick around for a smaller contract, then yes, I definitely think he deserves to be uh, stay in this locker room for sure. Yeah, that was the point I was going to make. It's like you're not going to be paying him what you're paying him this season. So if you can get him on a really cheap deal, like I don't see why not. I mean, you're using him. He's being effective. He's helping you win football games. So why wouldn't you bring him back? And and also, if you need to develop like a Jacob Easton, say, for another year, or you go and draft a quarterback and you want to develop another guy, like you still have that safety net there. So I, I really definitely agree. Um, I think it, it really, like you said, depends on if Brissett wants to be here. If he does and is willing to take, you know, pretty pretty small deal, pretty reasonable deal, I would bring him back. Honestly, I think he could be on my nice list. It's like he's on the nice list if he wants to be. That's kind of yeah, I'm right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he, you, and I mean, you him. can't even blame him. You can't even blame him either for wanting to potentially go somewhere else. I mean, because he did no. mention that you know he might want to try and you know, test his luck somewhere else that might need a starter. How many teams need a new starting quarterback? I don't know, but I mean, it's, I wouldn't fault him if he decided to. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's totally fair. I mean, that's why Joe Haig last off season left Indianapolis for potentially, now it didn't happen. It didn't really come to fruition, but potentially a starting spot at, with Tampa Bay. So I definitely agree with you there. I don't fault, wouldn't fault Jacoby Brissett if he decided, yeah, I want to go see what's out there for me. I don't know how big the market would be for him, but Hey, if he has a chance to start uh, Jacoby, go for it, man, go for it. We would definitely support you in that. All right, let's move over now to running back Marlon Mack. We haven't talked about Marlon Mack at all this year. He's He's been out the entire year, but a year removed from a 1,000-yard season was a really effective back in 2019, was really looking good. Even 2018, even though he didn't play a full 16-game spread, uh, he still was really, really effective. So uh, we, we've seen the emergence of Jonathan Taylor a little bit, especially recently. Uh, and I know a lot of people, including us a little bit, uh, when initially when uh, Jonathan Taylor got drafted, we're like, Mack's gone, man. We're not bringing him back. But the more and more... I see how much Marlon Mack has helped Jonathan Taylor. The more and more I see him just as such a great locker room guy, kind of what we talked about with Jacoby Brissett, the more and more I'm inclined to say he's on the nice list for me, man. I really think the, he should be one of those guys. I say Rivers is probably the top guy in offense you definitely bring back. I think Mack's right there too. I really do. He, he What he provides for this team, I mean, if, and just think about like the Colts like to use that running back by committee. With Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack at full strength, man, this rushing attack, it's its already been pretty good recently. Like, man, that's what we talked about in the offseason, why we were so hyped, man. Like, these guys can help each other stay more durable, help each other with the mileage, all that kind of stuff, and just help encourage each other and, and learn from each other, honestly. So I'm I'm on the nice list for Mack. Where, are you where do you stand here for Marlon Mack? Yeah, you pretty much said it completely that Marlon Mack and JT, what what we thought they would be able to do, what this rushing attack is doing now is what we thought Marlon Mack and JT would be able to bring from the very beginning. And 
yeah, what what Marlon Mack has done for Jonathan Taylor in regards to helping to pick his mind, right? Being able to learn from a guy that's been in the league for several years, knows how to run behind an offensive line like this one. I think Jonathan Taylor's finally learning that. And I think totally deserves and warrants a top running back coming back on a good deal. I think he is on the nice list because Marlon Mack, we all gave him a lot of crap, right? And and Colts mm. Colts fans and Colts media all kind of said the same thing that Marlon Mack, you know, his presence won't be that missed, right? Right at the beginning, and then when we saw Jonathan Taylor and and Jordan Wilkins struggle to even get like seventy yards of rushing offense for like several weeks on end, we we're like, this is why we missed Marlon Mack. This is why because. You got an inexperienced running back and Jordan Wilkins, who's just not able to get anything going. This is exactly why we needed Mac. So I would definitely be okay with bringing back Marlon Mack because Mac Taylor and Hines, that running back room. That's the best running back room in the whole NFL, man. And you can't tell me otherwise. No, I definitely agree. Especially with the emergence of Taylor. I mean, yeah, I feel like he's just learned like a lot about obviously patience is one thing. Uh, breaking tackles, he's been a lot better at that. And then ball security, he's put the ball on the ground one time this whole year. And that was like the biggest question mark coming in for Jonathan Taylor uh, was that. And I credit Marlon Mack partially. Obviously, I credit Tom Rathman, who's a phenomenal coach. In my opinion, the best positional running backs coach in the league. But it seems like with whoever he's given, he he teaches them how to really become really successful running backs in the league. But I definitely agree with you, Mac, there. All right, so we're going to kind of – because we could be here all day talking about this. Uh, I'm going to kind of categorize all this into one position and kind of just get your thoughts on each guy. I guess we can spend a little bit more time on T.Y. Hilton first because for obvious reasons. Uh, T.Y. is, you know, having a kind of down year, at least from his standards, but recently he's been really turning it on. Uh, I know, Derek, at certain points we were like, do we bring back T.Y. Hilton? But he's kind of – for me, at least, proving more and more, yeah, I, I would bring him back. He's proven really, really good stuff, and he's we know the kind of veteran presence he provides. Uh, he, him and Philip Rivers have had a really good connection as of recent, so I'd probably put him on my nice list right now. Uh, where do you stand on T.Y. Hilton? Yeah, there were multiple times you and I had him on the naughty list, I mean, before he went yeah. on this four four-week stretch. I'm not going to lie. I mean, we, we said it in a live stream about a week ago that, you know, we were, we were really high strong on, on T Y Hilton. We said, Oh, we, I don't know if we bring him back at this point, you know, he's showing a little bit of old age and now all of a sudden he looks like the number one wide receiver all over again. I mean, apparently, and this is why the Colts get paid to play football. And this is why we don't. And we just cover the team because they knew that it, Phillip rivers knew that T.Y. Hilton was this close to doing something. We just needed to get him involved. And sure enough, that's exactly what just happened. So, and T.Y. Hilton over these last four games, his presence cannot be understated. He has actually helped us win basically over these last three games against Houston the first time, had his best game of the whole year. Then Then against the Raiders, had two touchdowns and then has the clutch catch at the end of the game to put us in position to score another touchdown to win the game again against Houston. I mean, T.Y. Right. Hilton is just showing you again 
how this team just runs differently when he's playing at a good level. He doesn't have to play at an elite a wide receiver level. He just needs to be out there doing something. And that's great to know. And I, I like his leadership. I like who he is as a guy and being that mentor for the younger guys. So I definitely am all for him being on the nice list and getting some kind of extension out there. Yeah, speaking of number one receivers, the Colts 2019 number one receiver in terms of stats, Zach Paschal is a free agent this season. You know, he just had a really, really good game against Houston. Seems like he's never like the most flashy guy in the world, but he always makes a couple key plays per game um, that really just stand out. So I, I think unquestionably Zach Paschal's on the nice list for me as well. Uh, do you, would you agree with that, Derek? Yeah, I mean, so far we're only getting uh, nice lists when it comes to this offense here, but yeah, totally, yeah. totally nice on the Zach Pascal thing for sure. I mean, as a guy who's our number four receiver, you know, when it comes to how this list goes down, because we originally say, you know, it was T.Y. Hilton, Michael Pittman, and then a lot of people were saying, you know, Paris Campbell because of what the ability that he has. But Zach Pascal this year has really been our number two, at times number one wide receiver again at certain points this year before T.Y. Hilton started picking it up and before Michael Pittman started figuring out some of his groove. You know, Zach Paschal's been that guy. And right now he looks like the number two wide receiver at this point. And when you're a number two, when you're playing like a number two wide receiver on this team, you definitely deserve to have an extension. And, you know, coming from a guy that was an undrafted free agent in 2018 or 2017, I'm sorry, to now where he is, with the Colts now in 2020. I mean, what we'll talk about a, a, a great story. You'd see very few of these uh, in the NFL turn out as good as they are in Zach Pascal, and he definitely deserves it. He's on the nice list. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, I have a couple more receivers, and I'll just read them off to you, and you tell me which guys are naughty, which guys are nice. So Marcus Johnson, DeMichael Harris, Ashton Doolin, uh, those are the three other receivers. I'm sorry, I said four. Three other receivers where would you stand on all three of those guys? Well, um, you certainly have your options open here, especially when you have guys like Desmond Patman that are potentially coming in. And, you know, what What do we have in Darius Fountain still? Is he going to get a shot? But when, from what I've seen in regards to how this offense likes to run, DeMichael Harris is definitely one that I would say definitely is the nice, uh, nice list there. And just for a big playmaker, I want, I, I say the nice list is Marcus Johnson because Marcus Johnson showed you a couple games early in the season that this guy can get involved and he can make the big play now with that. And then Ashton Doolin, I don't know it, it, for me, it's, it, it's probably the naughty list here because we're seeing other times where, you know, I know he's a special teams guy, and I know, Cody, you love that about him. But, you know, he's not doing a ton for me on the receiving game here. And, you know, with uh, special teams, I'm not seeing a lot of impact this year also. In regards to him, you know, we got Hines and Rodgers that are able to do a lot of other things for us. So, uh, Doolin's on the naughty list for me. And DeMichael Harris and Marcus Johnson are on the nice list right now. Hmm. I'm disappointed. You, you, I knew, I yeah, knew yeah, yeah, I know you are. 
But I would argue that Ashton Doolin's been injured for most of the season. That's probably why you haven't seen him. But um, I would just, br- I would probably bring all these guys back. Honestly, uh, what's the harm in it at this point? Like bring them all back and, and just have some guys on your practice squad. Like, you know, we've seen these different guys, Marcus Johnson to Michael Harris. They've the, Ashton Doolin they've all been on the practice squad at some point this season. So I would definitely just keep them there. I mean, you, you've said it. They've all shown, well, at least Johnson and Harris have shown they can be capable weapons when needed. Um, but, you know, especially if you go and address wide receiver again, maybe one of these guys will be the odd man out. But I would bring them all back for training camp. Why not? All right. Uh, two tight ends here, Trey Burton and Mo Cox. What are you thinking on both these guys? Trey Burton and Mo Cox. Well, for me personally, I would lo- I have both of these guys on the nice list. They both need to come back. What we've seen from both of these guys on throughout this whole season, Trey Burton has shown when healthy, he adds a, another dimension when it comes to this Colts offense. You can use him in the Wildcat down in the red zone. He, he has that ability to do that, and he's had a lot of great r- routes this year. We said early on this year when he first got his first action against Chicago, everyone said, why are we targeting him so much? Why, why, why? And it was like that for a couple weeks. And then when Cincinnati game came around and then things started shifting like that, Trey Burton started showing you why he's worth coming here. I really like Trey Burton. I loved the signing when we got him. I really hope he continues to stay as well. And Mo Ali Cox, I mean, we've already seen what he's capable of doing. And, you know, Jack Doyle's not getting any younger. So, you know, he's going to be another one of those guys that's going to have to fill that role. We know how much the Colts love their tight ends and how they use them. So, yeah, both of these guys, definitely nice lists, need to be extended. I agree with you there. And then the last two, I'm just going to say naughty right now. Raven Clark, Chaz Green, no thank you for me. I'm assuming you're the same way, Derek, because both these guys are horrendous. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to figure something out at that left tackle position. But yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely a naughty list for me. Neither one of them have really shown any kind of salvageability at all at the left tackle position. Like uh, part of me is still shocked that Chris Ballard assumed that we'd be fine. Just re-signing the Raven Clark. Like I'm kind of shocked. He didn't go out and try to find a backup tackle. Uh, That's, that was his biggest, I think, yeah, I think it, his biggest matchup this past that was, season. Yeah, that was. And, you know, when when your offensive line has maintained pretty much healthy status through all of mm. 2019, you know, you get you overshadow that a little bit. And it was the first thing that Chris Ballard did in the offseason. Remember, that was the first move he made before he even got to Forrest Buckner. It was re-signing Anthony Costanzo. So he told himself, okay, well, I, I'm set. At least for this year, I'm set. But then, you know, we didn't anticipate Costanzo to get hurt. And then he did. And, you know, we have to suffer the consequences of our backup left tackle. But (laughs) so, you know, I I don't anticipate Chris Ballard making that mistake uh, this offseason. I think there is going to be something that's done. (laughs) There better be or else we're in big trouble, man. Yeah. Um, All right, let's move over to the defense now. Lots of defensive linemen on this list here, and I'll just read them all off. We'll just run right through it because we've probably been talking for a while here. Uh, Danico Watry, Justin Houston, uh, Al-Qadi Muhammad, those are your ends. Uh, Sheldon Day, I guess he was already released, but uh, Stallworth as well. Which which of these guys would you potentially bring back, and which guys would you say are on your naughty, naughty list? 
Um, well, I'll start with Stallworth, and I will definitely say Stallworth is on the nice list. I would say he deserves to come back. Stallworth has been a very pivotal, um, basically just a pivotal uh, bench piece for us, being that second rep guy that comes in alongside Grover Stewart or alongside DeForest Buckner or in certain packages where he needs to be the nose guard. He's done a phenomenal job in the run defense. He has been great for the cost that we got him, basically for almost nothing. He definitely deserves to be brought back on something this year. Um, like I said, another just depth piece that he's just been phenomenal at filling that role. And for Justin Houston, Houston for me is an automatic sign. Even though Houston's 32 years old, it, he's he said, I don't know when I'll give it up, but I know I got more juice in me. I know I still got enough energy in me that I can still keep going. And look, he's been one of the top 15 best defensive ends in all of the NFL at getting pressure on the quarterback. The sack numbers may not be amazing, but he does get pressure on the quarterback pretty consistently compared to a lot of other defensive ends. So Houston, and also, again, what Houston provides in the leadership and the morale part of the of the team, right? We all have seen the uh, team gather rounds in the field where Justin Houston's the one that's hyping them up before the game. That's what I love. I love guys like that because they're the voices that you can't teach that. That just happens. That's just who guys are, and that's why I love Justin Houston. Now, when we're talking about Danico Autry and Al-Qadim Muhammad, mm, see now, here's my thing. I don't know because I like Muhammad. I don't know if I've. I don't know if he, how much he's really stepped up this year based off of what kind of expectations we've had. And, you know, we've had, we have other defensive ends that I feel could become that way. But, you know, we kind of anticipated uh, Ben Banigou to be that, right? And this whole year he's been a healthy scratch because Iberflus has been telling us that, you know, it's how you practice. It's how you get things done. So Ben banigou has been ready to play. It's just in practice he's just not doing enough to warrant that spot. So. Does he does he pick it up this next offseason? I don't know. Does he get it through his head and maybe make, make an adjustment? I don't know. And Danico Autry, we've already seen what Danico Autry's been doing this year. I mean, he's got he's got seven and a half, eight sacks. So I mean, he's right there with what he was in 2018. This is exactly what we wanted in Danico Autry. I know Danico Autry is a lot older than Al-Qadim Muhammad, but for me personally, I'm putting Muhammad on the naughty list, and maybe he comes back. I think, honestly, you could probably afford to bring him back, but he's on the naughty list for me because I'm just not sure if I can get something for him. And then Danico is on my nice list because I know Danico's older, but I'm still seeing production out of him. I'm still seeing the production at a new position from Danico Autry than I'd seen in a long, long time. Yeah. I would definitely agree with you. I, I think Danico Autry deserves it. I mean, the last two out of three seasons, he's been at the top of the Colts sack list. So I think even just as a rotational piece, he's very valuable in that. He can play defensive tackle. He can play defensive end. He can do all those different things for you. So I definitely agree with you, Derek. I think potentially could be a, a really uh, really valuable piece for this team moving forward. So I, I would probably say, yeah, I would I would bring him back. He's on my nights list. But Al-Qadim Muhammad probably not, honestly. 
because, you know, Ben Banigou, potentially, I think the Colts will probably go out and try to address the defensive end position a little bit as well in this offseason. Even if you do bring back Justin Houston, maybe it's more of a situational pass rusher type of thing because you mentioned he's 32 years old. He's got some juice left, so if you bring him back for a year or something like that, maybe you try to find your future at defensive end while kind of having a a guy that that's there. He's been there for a couple of years and he can kind of be the bridge uh, to the next guy. So yeah, I'd probably say out of all those guys, Autry and Houston uh, and Stallworth would be my three that I bring back. And uh, Muhammad probably would let walk. Uh, and, and speaking of walk, <laughs> this is kind of a cool transition. Anthony Walker. Uh, I know Derek, you love Anthony Walker. You, you've loved and Darius Leonard also loves Anthony Walker. So I'm assuming he's going to be on your nice list here uh, for the Colts, potentially bringing him back this off season. Yes, I absolutely am in agreement with that. I do believe that a walk at the right price should definitely be re-signed, and he is on the nice list. This guy has done everything you've asked him to be as a middle linebacker and a, the leader of the middle of your defense. He's been a tackle leader on this team. He's been the captain, and he was uh, through thick and thin what they've wanted to do when Darius Leonard wasn't there at first. He has helped set the foundation of what it is now. And now you've got pieces around him in Darius Leonard and Bobby Okariki who allow you to do more things. So I like Anthony Walker. I want to continue to keep him here. And honestly, I don't think Anthony Walker is going to be a guy that's going to be demanding top tier money. I just don't see that as Anthony Walker, but Again, I'm all for the Colts bringing him back. I know a lot of people say, well, you can invest that money into something else. I don't necessarily see what, but you know, I, I think that the Colts should re, uh, consider putting uh, Walker on the extended list because I, I really like him and he definitely is on my nice list. See, the thing is like people say you can go draft the guy. Why would you waste a draft pick? On another guy, when you could just bring your guy back for a pretty reasonable price, I'm assuming, like you said, and Anthony Walker. And, you know, what he doesn't do on the field is just, you know, even if he's not on the field, he's still a great captain on that defense. And uh, I, I really want him back in terms of that for what he offers, more veteran leadership. And also he's a young guy still, so he still has room to improve and grow. Fifth-round pick of Chris Ballard's in 2017, kind of crazy to think about that now. He's developed into a nice little player there for the Colts. All right, uh, moving on to the defensive backs now. So we got two guys, two free agent acquisitions this past offseason. The first one, Xavier Rhodes. Uh, Xavier Rhodes, what can you say about him? He's had a phenomenal season after two really struggling years in Minnesota. He's looked really good. TJ Carey's also looked really good in limited snaps as well. Uh, he has a pick six on the year, and also he has another touchdown. It was a he also helps with the special teams. That's where he recovered the second touchdown that he scored. Uh, so I'd probably, Derek, in my opinion, bring both these guys back, uh, at least on one-year deals. They're probably both make my nice list. Where do you stand on Xavier Rhodes and TJ Carey? Oh, yeah, both of these guys are on my nice list. They have both stepped into their roles much better than what any Colts fan definitely thought they would have. I mean, I've seen plenty of people think that TJ Carey was not going to provide anything for this team, really. He might be a tackling guy, but that's all he's going to be. And sure enough, he's had multiple touchdowns on the year from special teams plays and interceptions. So this guy's been phenomenal. And Xavier Rhodes, I mean, what the heck can you say about him? Looks like the former All-Pro himself. I mean, sure, he's not as fast as he once was, but... I mean, he definitely looks very, very good 
and has played the part this season, no question about it. And for the contract that we did get him for, I mean, he definitely uh, was worth the price of admission. So these two definitely are on my nice list. And we we kind of talked a little bit during the beginning of the season about, you know, how important is cornerback uh, to the Colts when it comes to the draft this year? Could we potentially see them get somebody? I don't know. Maybe that would be a way to get rid of maybe a guy like TJ Carey. But, I mean, at least you know if you don't address it in this draft, you do have a safe goat that, you know, both of these guys have shown that they're very capable. Yeah, I agree with you. Like you definitely have a safe haven there, um, a little bit of room for addressing other positions. So I definitely bring those guys back. All right, two safeties to round it out here: George Odom, Tavon Wilson. Uh, if you're making me choose George Odom for sure, he's a special teams ace, leads the NFL in tackles on special teams. Crazy, he was a Pro Bowl snub there. Tavon Wilson hasn't really done a whole lot. He's he's been more of just a depth piece, but you know he's played some decent snaps when he's been in there. Uh, so I'd probably re-sign Odom, probably not Wilson. Do you kind of stand there too, Derek? Yeah, I'm in agreement with you. Uh, definitely George Odom, very quality depth piece at safety. And like you said, with the special teams, there, there's nobody in the league that's better at making tackles on special teams than George Odom, and that's what you love about that guy. And, you know, I love Tavon Wilson, has definitely been a spark for this team's defense and on the sidelines too. He's been one of those guys. I love that about him, but you know, if we if we had to get rid of him for something else, then I'll probably say on the naughty list. But I would not be opposed to bringing Tavon back, though. Yeah, yep, I agree. All right, cool. Well, that'll do it for the second uh, annual naughty or nice list here for the 2020 Indianapolis Colts. All right. Here we go, Derek. The moment that our listeners have been waiting for, you guys have waited so patiently. Thank you for doing that. We are doing not one, but two giveaways here in this video. The first one, we've been promoting a lot. I'm going to pull it up here. It's getting hat. Colts. Yes. Indianapolis Colts throwback hat. Let me pop it up here. Fantastic. Nice. I've worn mine around. I have a, I have another one just like it and it's super comfortable. I really enjoy it. And I know a lot of people are wanting this hat. So we'll be sure to give that away. And then the second one, I don't have it physically with me, but I'll put a picture probably up in the right hand or left hand corner there. It's going to be a Colts Christmas ornament for the other name that we draw here for this giveaway. So Derek, for our first giveaway winner. All right. We ready for this? Are our yep. listeners ready for this? We're ready. I'm ready for this. Excited for it. All right. Here we go. I'm gonna put a drum roll sound effect in right here, and it's gonna be awesome. All right. The winner of the Indianapolis Colts throwback hat is Mike Thomas. Mike Thomas from Twitter at Mike D nine one eight nine three. Mike Thomas, congratulations. You are the winner of the Indianapolis Colts throwback hat. Thank you so much for being in the giveaway, man. Congratulations, Mike. All right. Christmas ornament. Here we go. The winner of the Indianapolis Colts Bring the Juice podcast Christmas ornament is Chris Kramer from Instagram at Colts underscore fan underscore Chris. Chris Kramer is the winner of the Colts ornament. Congratulations, Chris, and thank you for entering in the giveaway. Yep, we will be DMing both of you here, getting your information so we can get both of these items sent your way. But awesome. 
We did it. We finally did it. And like Derek said earlier, we're going to do a jersey giveaway here once we reach 5,000 subs. So be sure to check that out and be ready for that. But unless you got anything else, Derek, this was a good episode, a little bit longer, but I thought it was very productive. Yeah, absolutely, man. And thank you to everyone that has been on this journey. It's been a lot. And Cody and I have been doing a lot as well recently. And it's been really crazy with the podcast and just dealing with real life right now. But thank you to everyone again. Hope you all have a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Definitely hope you all enjoy your weekend. And whether that's filled with family, whether that's filled with presents or food or sports or none of the above, but it's as long as you're all alive and doing what you do, then that's all that matters. Again, all of you need to stay safe out there. And thank you to everyone that supports us on this podcast. Yeah, 2020 from our standpoint, really good year. Uh, we gained we, a lot has happened. Like I said, compared to last year, we are at a whole different spot. And I'm so excited, man, to see what 2021 holds. And it's all thanks to you guys, our listeners. We really appreciate every single one of you for all your support of us. But that'll do it for this one, guys. Thanks so much for Derek and myself. And as always, go. Yeah.